0: It's afternoon. It's two (laughs) o'clock. I'm sorry. I'm obviously um, not even aware of what time it is during quarantine. And that's just, I guess that's just going to have to be okay. So good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Uh, Thank you again
0: for reaching out. Um, You actually reached out to me to be on here. And I can't thank you enough for um, volunteering. So why don't you tell me what urged you to volunteer for this?
1: I have been listening to the previous two that have already been posted. And I just really liked how I'm sharing similar experiences with other students. And I just want other students to be able to feel that way too.
0: That's awesome. That's the whole point of this is for us to feel... Um, less alone. So I'm glad that you've been encouraged by the other podcasts and that you want to um, do this for someone else who might be able to relate to what you're going through right now. So why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what grade you're in, where you fall in your family order, what you do for fun, what activities you're involved in, in school and out of school, Um, I'm just going to give you a few minutes to share with us.
1: So I am in 11th grade. I am the oldest in my family. I have a little brother who will be in high school next year. Um, I'm involved in the international baccalaureate program at school, which is really great. And then I'm also on the dance team and I am in DECA.
0: All right. And remind me, DECA is the marketing Yes, I sh- deck, deck of Diamonds.
1: Yes, deck of Diamonds.
0: <laughs> I'll say, Miss Hall would be proud of me. Okay, <laughs> I for some reason like I had a brain fart for a minute. I was like, "What's Decca? What's Decca?" And then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I totally know what Decca is." Miss Hall would slap me silly if she heard that. All right, so what? Um, you're on the dance team. What kind? Okay, I love the dance team, but why don't you go ahead and tell me like a little bit about dance? What's your favorite kind of dance? Why do you love being on the team?
1: So my favorite style of dance is ballet, which I take at my studio, Steps in Motion. And being on the dance team is so great because it gives you that sense of a team and community and just everyone loves to dance and we bond so well together.
0: Yeah, you guys are phenomenal. Probably my favorite part of the pep rallies is watching you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You guys just have such great energy and you can just tell that you put in the hours when it comes to practice. Um, So you dance inside of school and outside of school? Yes. That is a ton of time. And you're in the International Baccalaureate Program, which um, if somebody doesn't know, is very um, competitive within itself, just academic wise. You're at the highest rigor for every class. Available to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you how do you uh, manage manage dancing inside of school, outside of school, and uh, heavy academic load?
1: Definitely a lot of use of my planner, and then I use dance kind <laughs> of as my stress outlet. So it just all kind of works out uh, somehow.
0: Okay, so dance is not only fun, but it's kind of a, an outlet for you, so it doesn't really feel like work at least not all the time, <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. I am a big fan of a planner. Um, I'm really old school and I still write everything down. For some reason I can't I can't do the electric planner. It just doesn't work for me. Do you use a, like a written planner like or do you use a, a online?
1: I use both. I use written for all of my schoolwork and school related activities. And then everything else I have on my phone. So I kind of do a combination of the two.
0: That's smart. Well, um, okay. So you said you're the oldest in your family I have a younger brother who's going to be a freshman next year and you're going to be a senior. So that's going to be fun. Are you planning to drive him to school?
1: If he's nice to me, we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> I like that. Maybe um, he can start doing some chores for you or helping you in some kind of way to earn that car
1: ride. Yes. I'll definitely use it to my advantage. <laughs> um, and let's see, you said you did Deca.
0: What else, what else are you involved in? I'm sure you do more than just those three things.
1: Um, I'm really involved in my youth group at church. So I spend a lot of time okay. there. Uh, what
0: church do you go to?
1: I'm at Weddington United Methodist. Oh, okay. They have a
0: pretty large youth program. Am I, am I right in thinking that?
1: Yeah, our youth group
0: is pretty big. Okay. Um, and do you have any leadership roles there? I'm sure you do, just because I know you. <laughs> and I'm sure you probably do some, you're probably involved there too.
1: Yeah, so I'm part of a life group, which is just a group of girls all in the same grade. And then I also volunteer when we have camps for younger students or elementary school aged like VBS and just anything else that I can volunteer for. I'm basically there.
0: That's awesome. I love um, I love that you do that. I think it's so important to have things outside of school, whether it's a job or a rec team or a church youth group, I think. School shouldn't be the only circle that you know, and it sounds like you have a bunch of big circles between dance and youth group, Um, and that's awesome. So let's just dive on in. Um, We've been talking um, about the coronavirus and how it's impacting us and our school year in particular, and you are actually our first non-senior Um, so I'm really excited to hear your perspective on things. You know, you are a junior and junior year is a huge year academically. It's the last, um, set of grades that colleges see before they decide, you know, on if you are admitted or denied from their university. And so I'm sure you are, um, you're probably thinking all kinds of things. So I appreciate you letting me pick your brain, um, (laughs) <laughs> for the seniors, a lot of them already know where they're going and what they're doing. So while it, it really sucks that they can't participate in the fun part of things, um, they're probably not as stressed as maybe a junior is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell me just a little bit about like how the coronavirus unfolded for you? Like, do you remember? Were you shocked when this all came about, or were you following along from the beginning?
1: I knew about it. Um, pretty much right when it started, after we came back to school, we talked about it in a few of my classes. I was a little bit surprised when we first found out that school was going to be out for a while. I didn't realize that it escalated that fast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I had also been following it from the beginning, but it did feel like the announcement came quicker than I was ready for. Yes, Um, how did your family react? Like, how has this changed your family dynamic?
1: So both my parents work from home. They have like offices based off of other places in the country and world. So they have been working a lot more, which I think is the opposite for most families, unless they have an essential worker. So I have not seen them very much. And my brother's home a lot more.
0: Yeah. Um, So your family, like your family's day-to-day, besides you and your brother who go to school, your parents already work from home. So they're pros
1: at this. They work from home, but they travel a lot. So it's been kind of weird having both of them home at the same time.
0: Okay. So yeah, you have a fuller house than what you're used to. Yes. Usually people are traveling. um, So it's either mom's home or dad's home, but usually not like both at the same time. (laughs) And (laughs) 24-7.
1: (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. So what has that been like? How are you, is everybody getting along?
1: For the most part, um, we're all getting a little yeah. super crazy, which is getting on each other's nerves. Um, my parents have mm-hmm. had to figure out their work arrangements since they both have so many conference calls, figuring out where to not disturb each other. So there's just constant movement Ugh. in our house.
0: I bet. Is um, it hard for you as a student to, like, get your work done with all of the, I don't know, conferencing around the home? Like, you're probably conferencing with people yourself. Yeah.
1: It's been a little bit trickier just um, with our internet being used so much. And then I've just had to, like, pick up more stuff around the house. So it's harder to find the time, kind of, but still, like, making enough time for schoolwork.
0: You know, it's interesting you said that. So Cohen, we talked to him last week and he said the same thing. He's doing a lot. He has a lot more responsibilities around the house and his situation is a little different, but I'm hearing you say a similar thing that you having some extra responsibilities as far as like chores and stuff. Yes.
1: All right. Like, can you give me an example? Um. Well, I love to cook, so I've been doing a lot of cooking and baking for us to just take that okay. stress off of my parents. Um, just cleaning a lot, which is something I enjoy. So that's not really a chore. And just uh-huh. making sure my brother's on top of his work and just helping him with whatever <laughs> he needs.
0: So you're like momming. You're cooking, you're cleaning, and you are also making sure that the kids are doing the schoolwork. Yeah. Or do you naturally find yourself being kind of like the mom in a group? Definitely. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: the stereotype. Oh, all right. (laughs) I think that's just like the trademark of the first kid. I could, I could be completely wrong, but, um, (laughs) I think, I think that's pretty normal for the first kid to, uh, be the mom of the group. So you said you're cooking. I want to know what you're cooking and baking because I love cooking and baking. I spend lots of time in the kitchen. It's, um, very healing and grounding for me to just like work with my hands. So I want to know what you're. What are you making?
1: My go-to is definitely stir fry because we can just use whatever mm-hmm. we have in the house. Um, my brother really likes pasta, so I've attempted homemade pasta. It was a little bit of a fail. What
0: from scratch? Yeah, that is bold. I people say it's easy, but it intimidates me. Intimidates me too. Well, I think it's great that you even tried. I don't know if I would. Um, I hate food waste. And if I created like a big dough ball and then it didn't turn out right, I'd be so I'd be so unnecessarily angry.
1: Yes. We used it and we put it in soup. So we still could it work. <laughs> That's good. That's resourceful. Um so
0: what are you doing for fun? You Mention mentioned cooking and cleaning, which those things can be fun, but I want to know what you're
1: doing just for Jaden. I love to read. I've picked up a lot of new books. Um, I also love to take pictures. So since I can't do that right now, I've gone back and started editing pictures that I've taken and then lots
0: oh, of journaling. Nice. What kind of books are you reading?
1: lately? A little bit of everything? Anything that's realistic fiction or fantasy. Those are my favorites. I've had a few books okay. to read for English class, so I've enjoyed reading, not so much annotating, but reading those.
0: <laughs> right. Um, what, like, what are you? Um, what would you suggest to someone who needs to find a new book? The
1: Birthmark series is one of my favorites.
0: Okay, I'll have to check it out. I, um, I don't know if you identify with this or not, but I only read according to my mood. So (laughs) I have books for when I'm happy. I have books for when I'm sad. I have books for when it's raining. I have books for late at night. (laughs) Um, I definitely do the same. And yeah, so I can never finish a book. I am either halfway or three fourths the way through of every book that I own. Um, And it takes me forever because I'm just like a mood person and I do things according to my mood. I do the same thing with Podcast um, and running like I have certain podcasts I listen to when I'm walking I have certain songs I listen to when I'm running and I don't like stray so it's a little weird but I applaud anyone who can like start and finish a book and is not reliant on their mood like like I am all right so one thing um, that I'm curious to know is what are you learning about yourself um, that you maybe you didn't know before the coronavirus?
1: Um, I've really just like, especially with journaling, I have really just like started tracking my habits and figuring out what I need to improve on. And then also just I've really been into the Enneagram, all of those recently. Oh. so I've learned a lot about myself through that.
0: Okay. Um, I love the Enneagram. And... For anybody listening who doesn't know what it is, I urge you just go Google it and check it out um, the, or go to the Enneagram Institute.com. It's a little complicated to dive into right this second, but essentially it's um, it's like a personality test, but it has nothing to do with personality and all to do with um, kind of like our hearts and our, our wounds and why we react to things the way we do. So Jaden, what do you know? Your enneagram number? Have you
1: figured it out? Yes, I'm a one wing two. Okay, why don't you tell us what that means? So basically, I'm the the wing the one is the perfectionist, and the one for the two is called the helper. So basically, my motivations are to be a perfectionist and a helper. Okay.
0: Um, Have you learned, like, what are you learning about yourself as a one wing too? What are you noticing lately?
1: I've definitely noticed, especially with just being so involved in my house, that I am or I enjoy being a helper. And I found that Mm -hmm. really interesting because I've always just done stuff for other people and didn't really understand why. So I think that really helped Mm -hmm. me understand why I am the way that I am.
0: Yeah, it helps you understand your motivation for things. So I'm an Enneagram 7. Do you know what sevens are?
1: Not off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Like I said, the Enneagram is very complex. Um, and that's one reason I love it is because you, you can keep learning something new all the time. Um, a 7 is an enthusiast. So we are usually looked to as like the fun number. Um, but our motivation is that we never want to feel pain. So we do everything we can in the world to make sure that we are like happy and um, feel good. And that's wonderful because you're positive a lot of the time. Um, Just naturally, you can find silver linings like in any situation. But the downside is, is some sevens will use negative coping mechanisms like drugs and alcohol because they don't want to feel pain and they'll do whatever they can to numb themselves. So we are really, um, acceptable to all sorts of, uh, self-medicating issues. So I agree with that so much. I am a seven. I like to have things fun and bubbly. And, um, even at work, sometimes people say that I have like a rainbow personality and that I um, am just too much at times because I'm very optimistic and outgoing. Uh, But yeah, it's really fascinating to learn the, like you said, the motivation, the why behind why the why behind kind of the bubbliness um, that you might see when you meet me. So, yeah. um, How I'm very curious now that we're talking about the Enneagram How did you discover your number? Because it's not always easy to pinpoint what number you are, because a lot of people can resonate with all of them.
1: So we actually talked about it in my youth group at church. A lot of the high school girls are very into it right now, especially with our leader. Mm -hmm. So originally, I thought I was a six and everyone was like, you're such a six. And then I took the test online. And then after that, I okay. went and I listened to the Spotify playlist. And then I listened to a different <laughs> podcast. It has been a journey okay. to get to my numbers. Um, and no, then, I love that you're, yeah, keep going. And then I thought I was a two, but then I slowly realized uh-huh. that I was a one wing two.
0: Yeah. I love that. You said it was a journey to get to your number because it should be, it should not be as simple as taking a test because we are just so much more complex as humans than a simple test. Um, and I love what you said that you explored some like podcast and, you know, maybe articles or readings or songs or like whatever. That's how I found out my number. I thought I was a two as well. And something interesting about twos and being a Southern woman, is a lot of us feel like we should be a two as a Southern woman, just like we should be very helpful. We should be very pleasing um, and be- have like great manner. Like it's just a part of having great manners and being like Southern hospitality kind of. So a lot of women in the South will mistype as a two because they think it's what they should be. Um, or it might even be like the role that they play, even though it's not their core value. Does that make sense? Yes. So, um, yes, I thought I was a two at first as well, but then the more I learned about the the motivations behind sevens and, um, each number comes with like a childhood wound. I don't know if you've heard of that yet. Um, basically we we all have wounds that come with childhood, no matter how great your parents are. Um, it just happens, but there's one that you carry around more than others. And that's kind of how you can also learn your Enneagram number is like what wound it's kind of the biggest for you.
1: I just not know that. Um,
0: yeah. That's like a whole separate, <laughs> like I said, it's so complex and that's like a whole separate thing. Um, but that's, that was again, like how I kind of narrowed down what my, um, my number was. And I don't know, do you, have you heard of Annie F. Downs? I don't think so. Okay. She has a podcast, a podcast that's called That Sounds Fun. And she has a series called the NES summer and she goes through all of the types. And then she actually interviews uh, people who are that number. And it's really fascinating to like, listen to her interview one about being a one and a two about being a two and, um, and so on. So uh, that series really helped me because there was some that I couldn't even listen to the whole thing. I was like, this is so boring. This is not me. And then they got to the seven episode, and my jaw was like on the floor. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is me! Everything they're saying is me." Um, so that really helped me narrow down my number as well. I will definitely
1: need to so, check that out. Since,
0: <laughs> yes, Let's like she's just the best in general. I love her podcast, um, but yeah, check out her Anya Summer. Um, you'll be into it. All right, so. That's a really fun thing to learn about yourself during quarantine. I love that um, for you. Um, What are, so one thing you mentioned at the beginning, like one of the reasons you wanted to do this was because you felt like um, your story could help someone else, just like the stories before you have helped you. What are some, what are some of the things that you're grieving right now? Like what are some of the losses that you're dealing with as a student, as a junior, um, in the midst of coronavirus,
1: I've definitely been missing out on a lot of the college tours that I had planned, so that's really okay. not a complete step back in the college journey, but a change of directions. So now I've had to do a lot more of the virtual tours, right,
0: which Jaden, those aren't the same. No. and you're allowed to be like really really annoyed that you don't get to step foot on the campus and like really explore because that's the first step into like figuring out what you do and don't want. So I'm just going to give you permission to be really, really annoyed by that because I wouldn't want to take a virtual tour.
1: They definitely have been very different because I did some in person in the beginning of the school year and the virtual just is not the same. No, it is not.
0: So what else are, what else are you, um, are you grieving?
1: I was really looking forward to going to the international DECA competition, which we would have left for next week. So I International. Um,
0: that makes me feel like were you gonna travel abroad or does it is it hosted here?
1: It's hosted in the US. Okay, where at? I think this year it was supposed to be in Tennessee. Okay. Um, so you were looking forward to that trip. And it yeah. was supposed to be this week, you said? We were supposed to leave like a few days after prom. Okay.
0: Yeah. What? Um, so enlighten us for those who don't know what those deck of trips look like. Why, why is it such a big loss for you?
1: Um, well, this was the first year I qualified to compete internationally. So I compete in the okay. sports and entertainment marketing division. So you have to take a written test with a hundred questions on it. And then you also have to do a role play where you're given a scenario and you have a few minutes to plan for it and then present it to a judge. And then you're scored off of that.
0: All right. And you, you obviously did well enough to go to this level. How many, how many times have you had to do this to get to the
1: international level? I first started competing last year and I didn't qualify for anything last year, but this year I have a regional competition, a state competition, and then next would have been international.
0: Okay. So you really cleared some hurdles to get to this point and worked really hard for it just to
1: not happen. Yeah. That sucks. I was very bummed when we found out that the county would not let us go.
0: Yeah, I I can't imagine prepping for something for over – it sounds like it's been over a year and having to go through all those rounds of competition just to, like, be told, oh, nope, sorry. Um, we, our hands are tied. We can't let you go.
1: Yeah, it's just I'm motivating sure it's me like, more. Is it? Hopefully next year I'll get to qualify again and get to go.
0: I like that attitude. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's nice that you have one more year to be able to end on like a really high note. Yes. Um, That's something, I guess that's something the juniors can be thankful for is that they have like a whole year to make up for all these losses. Um, Are there any, is there anything else that you feel like you're missing out on?
1: I was really looking forward to the lip sync battle, so I was pretty bummed when that got canceled. Yeah. Were you going to be in it? I helped choreograph the teachers routine. Oh my gosh, I
0: don't even know anything about the teachers routine. What was it? What was it going to be too? Uh
1: just keep believing. I think that's the name okay. of it. I don't know. <laughs> you just did the dancing part. Yes.
0: that's awesome. Um, I, I like the perfect person to be in lip sync battle because I love being the center of attention and I love dancing and I love singing, but I have yet to do it. So maybe, maybe you and everyone listening to this podcast will hold me accountable
1: and do it next year. Yes. We'd love to have you next year. (laughs) Um, All right. So
0: Do you have any questions for me? Do you think we're going back to school? That is a great question. Um, I have no idea. I feel like it's been not discussed very much. Like, we've been going forward with the plan of being in school on May 18th, and like, nobody seems to be thinking any differently than we'll be back by May 18th. I So while I see other schools around the, con- like the country or other states, you know, ending the school year, North Carolina has said that we'll be back May 18th and they haven't said anything to make me feel like that's not true. Um, but it is a little, it's hard like being in the tension between like what you're seeing on TV and what other states are doing and then what your own state is doing. Um, I will say everything that they've put out so far has worked and I think been beneficial to students and families. So um, I know that might be an unpopular opinion, but I think everybody's doing the best they can, um, including the Department of Education in North Carolina. So I'm going to hold out hope that since we've heard nothing to contradict that we're going back on the 18th, that we will see each other on the 18th. And if I'm wrong, <laughs> then I'm going to hold out hope that maybe we'll see each other in June. And like I, I I told this to Cohen, like even if it's just for one day, like if we get to see each other again one more time before the school year ends, I think that would just be such a win. Um. So I don't know. I don't have a great answer for that. Like I want to believe that we'll be back in the 18th. It's hard to believe that when I see what other states are doing, but I haven't heard any reason not to think that it's not going to, that it's going to happen. So does that make sense?
1: Yes. I'm really hoping we go back. (laughs) I was going
0: to say, what do you think? Do you think we're going back?
1: I want to believe that we are. I know most of my friends do not have the same hope as I do at the moment. Um, No one in my family thinks we're going back, but I think there's a possibility. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so you, you're saying that other students are kind of feeling like we might, it might not happen. Yes. Yeah. I like, I'm just curious what other students are thinking. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I, it's really hard to know. I'm going to hold out hope though. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm an Enneagram seven and I'm an optimist. I will always find a silver lining. So um, yes, I'm holding out hope that we will go back. Um to school and if we don't, I know it's because we're trying to keep everybody safe. And that's that's that. Like I think about our class sizes. Some of our classes have 40 kids in them.
1: Yeah. So I had one of those we're not to gather.
0: <laughs> so I'm thinking like if the CDC says we can't gather, you know, in, in groups of X number, would that even would it even work? Would we have to come to school in shifts? Like, I have no idea what it would look like at all. Um, So even if we do go back, what would it look like if we did? Mm -hmm. So there's just like, for every question, there's a million other questions to follow it. Um, And there's no great answers. Nobody's done this before. And we have to just do what we think will keep everybody safe. So yeah. Ugh. So, one question um, that I've been asking everybody on the podcast is how do you stay positive? And where does your hope come from on the really hard days? Because I know that we all have really hard days um, in and outside of
1: being in quarantine. I definitely look to my friends for a lot of positivity. So I can't go out right now because I am part of that high risk group being immunocompromised. So a lot of my friends have been coming and like waving at me from my window and just trying to cheer me up whenever I can. Um, Yeah, so I'm definitely thankful for technology, for being able to talk to my friends through FaceTime and just social media, getting to see everyone.
0: I love that. So your friends have been able to get creative and include you even um, with all of the social distancing parameters. Yes. That's awesome. Um, is there anything in particular that just like brought you a lot of joy?
1: Um, when I was on a youth group call, so my birthday was during quarantine and all my friends oh. made little signs and sang me happy birthday over Zoom, which made my day. Oh,
0: that is so sweet. Did you like take any pictures or like screen capture some of the posters? I
1: didn't, but someone else video recorded it. Ah.
0: Okay, good. I was gonna say that that would be so fun to look back on a few years from now. You know, it's easy to forget. Um, and that would just be so fun to like look back on and be like, look how um, loved I was and look at the links people were willing to go to make sure that my day was just as special. Mm-hmm. Um, well, happy birthday or belated birthday. Are, so are you 17 now? I am. That's wild. I, Jaden, I think we met when you were, what, 11?
1: I think so. You're in sixth grade? Yeah. Or seventh grade? <laughs> Yeah, a little. and now
0: you're 17. <laughs> um, that is crazy. Um, and you look, you're just a beautiful, by the way, but you look the exact same, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Thank you. You're just taller. <laughs> um, so you said that you stay positive with your friends um, encouraging you. Um, where does your hope come from in times like these?
1: That's a hard question. Um, I don't really have an answer at the moment. That's okay. Um,
0: I was I was wondering if you were going to say anything about like uh, maybe God or your church, just because you'd mentioned earlier.
1: Definitely from
0: don't them. Think that's the right answer. You- <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't think that's the right answer, you don't have to say it. But I, I thought like, I know what she's going to say. And then you're like, I don't have a good answer for it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all of our questions. This has been so fun. I love that we took a turn down the Enneagram road because that's my favorite road to go down. Um, And who knows, maybe people will be really excited to learn more and we'll be able to talk about it again one day. Hopefully. (laughs) Did you tell, um, this is is the part of the podcast where we do the shameless self-promotion Um, did you tell any of your friends that you were going to do this or your family? I did not. Um, so when I release this episode, it's going to be a surprise to everyone. Yes. (laughs) All right. That's fine. I'm just curious. I, um, I'm just floored that 17 year olds would be willing to talk to their school counselor in this capacity. And I think it's great that you guys, um, want to share and be, um, a story of hope for somebody, somebody out there. So I just can't thank you enough for, um, for doing this. And, uh, I just appreciate you so much. Like I said, you're beautiful inside and out. Um, and yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you
1: so much for this opportunity.
0: You're welcome. You have a good day and go to sleep fun, cook something yummy, maybe a stir fry. Thank you. Bye.